0: Hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Making the Call. My name's Andrew, and i got Trent alongside with me today. Trent, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Andrew. Good, glad to hear it. Well, let's go ahead. Let's not waste any time. We'll just dive right into these NFL games from this week three action that we just got done Uh, witnessing. We just had our Monday night game just last night, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, We're going to start off with the Thursday night game. Trent, the Cleveland Browns finally won a game. The coolers are open, and Cleveland's celebrating. And as I like to put it, the Baker Mayfield era has begun in Cleveland. The Browns beat the Jets 21-17. Uh, this was after Tarad Taylor left the game with a concussion. He was before, he was doing awful in that game. He was only 4 of 14 for 19 passing yards. He gets hurt. Baker Mayfield comes in. He does 17 of 23 for 201 yards. Uh, Carlos Hyde, he himself had a nice day of rushing. He had 98 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And then Hugh Jackson has come forward, and he said that Baker is a starter moving forward. Uh, Trent, thoughts on this
1: game? I know you watched a lot more of it than I did. Yeah, I did. I don't think Tyrod Taylor was hurt. They, they kept on the play on which he supposedly got hurt, and I couldn't really see anything. I think they just needed an excuse to get him out of the game. Um, Baker looked really good. I watched, I watched the entire second half, and he played the entire second half. And he looked. He looked really good. It really surprised me. I, I expected him to struggle a little bit, but besides he had he had one fumble, but it, he got blindsided. So he and Cleveland recovered it. So besides no harm, no foul. Yeah, know? no harm, no foul. Um, he looked really good. Really surprised me. I don't know why I want him to succeed, but I do. It's the
0: weirdest thing. I don't know about you, but I was not a Baker Mayfield fan in college. I didn't like him at all, and
1: I couldn't stand him
0: for some reason. Now, now that he's in Cleveland, I'm rooting for the guy. I want to see Cleveland do well. So it's kind of, kind of interesting to see how both of our opinions of him has changed now that he's in the NFL. I in the I watched most of the second half. I thought, and granted, that was most of Baker time. I thought he looked really well, really good as well. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting is you could just tell the mood shifted in that whole stadium when Baker came in. because oh, it was
1: crazy. They yeah, were calling for, sure. for his
0: name, and as soon as he came in, the crowd started going wild. And so he had the crowd support, he has team support, and he was just electric. He lived up to the hype. Um, I think Cleveland is happy about using the num- number one overall pick on him. Granted, it is still early. They've only, they haven't even gotten a full game out of him yet, but I think he's going to do some good things there in Cleveland now that he has... Cleveland actually has some good weapons to surround their quarterback with, and so I think they're going to be okay this season. Let's move on from that game. Uh, We'll go to the Saints and the Falcons. Drew Brees and the Saints, they beat the Falcons in overtime uh, 43-37. Drew Brees was outstanding in this game. He was 39-49, 396 yards, three touchdowns, and he also ran for two touchdowns, including the winning touchdown in overtime. And I don't know if you saw his first rushing touchdown training. It was in the fourth quarter. And he put that spin move on the two Falcons defenders, and it was just unbelievable that he was able to spin out of two defenders standing between him and the goal line, and he managed to do it. So he was awesome in this game. Alvin Kamara, he had 190 combined yards, 120 of those were receiving. Uh, Matt Ryan, he was 26-35, 374 yards and five touchdowns. And the Ricky Calvin really, they took him, it was like 24th overall uh, in the first round. He had a really nice day himself, 146 receiving yards and three touchdowns for Atlanta. Uh, so that was a very exciting game. Um, seems like every game with Drew Brees is going to be exciting. He, if he's winning, he's doing awesome. If he's losing, he finds a way to make it close in the end. He's just an awesome quarterback. And I think the Saints team, they started to find their stride in that game. They kind of struggled in the first two weeks. You know, they just barely beat Cleveland in week one, uh, and then they lost to Tampa Bay in – or that was week two, and they lost to Tampa Bay in week one. And granted, this was a shootout, but it was against a very good Falcons team. I think the Falcons are very good. So – uh, I thought it was a very exciting game. Uh, let's move on. We'll go to the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, this will be an interesting one to talk about. Chiefs, they stayed perfect. They improved to 3-0. They beat the 49ers 38-27. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was 24-38 for 314 yards and three touchdowns. On the other side, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, was 20-30 of 30 for 251 yards and two touchdowns. But Trent, he is... Um, a topic of discussion, not because of his stats, but
1: because of what happened. Uh, did you see the play that he got injured on? I did, and it it wasn't the most gruesome knee injury, but it, you could tell that something was wrong right away. Yeah, and my thoughts on it, and I've heard a lot of other people express
0: this as well, that he could have avoided it because he was running on the sideline, and he easily could have, like peeled off and gone out of bounds and he stayed in bounds to take the hit from the defender that was coming to hit him yeah and so that's just you don't want to see that from your quarterback especially I mean he's not known to be a running quarterback it'd be one thing if you want Cam Newton out there trying to gain a few extra yards but something like Jimmy Garoppolo you get the yards and you run out of bounds and it's cost him his whole season it's cost the 49ers their season I don't think I mean they got um CJ Beth Hart. And there is quarterback now, and uh, apparently they're going to start working out some old veteran quarterbacks to maybe try and bring them in as well. So their season's pretty much done. So you just hate to see that. Uh, the official diagnosis came in; he tore his ACL and his MCL, and he's now done for the season. So kind of a poor decision on G- Jimmy Garoppolo's part, but you never know when you're going to get injured. It's just part of the game of football. It's yeah. just you hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trent, we'll, we'll Talk quickly about your Vikings. We're not going to talk about them very much because I'm sure you don't want to dive into this game too much. Uh, but they got upset by the Bills. They lost twenty-seven to uh, six.
1: Yeah, they lost twenty-seven to six. Um, it was, it wasn't good from the start. Um, had a unnecessary roughness penalty on third down. that was exactly what it sounds like unnecessary. Had the quarterback wrapped up, and he lowered his helmet and. Uh, helmet on helmet, and that gave them a first down, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on that play. Um, Kurt Cousins was forty for fifty-five, two hundred ninety-six yards and a touchdown. People are blaming him. I don't know why. He was fine. He had three fumbles, but I didn't see the third one. But the second, one, the first two, were not his fault. If anyone gets hit by a three hundred pound man from behind, they're going to drop the without football. seeing yeah, it coming. Without yeah. seeing it coming, they're going to drop
0: the football quarterbacks are always in such a tough position in yeah. that because I mean and I didn't see that the first two that I had but I mean quarterbacks you can be in the middle of your throwing motion you could have the ball cocked back and someone just blindsides you and yeah how are you ever going to protect that football and
1: the really unlucky thing about that was is both of them were inside their own 15 yard line and and so Buffalo scored touchdowns pretty easily on on that so I think by mm, I hate to say Buffalo got lucky because they beat the Vikings. Hurrah for them! Josh Allen played fine. Yeah, he, wa- he wasn't lights out like some people were thinking he was, but he did hurdle um, Anthony Barr, um, which it's I don't think that'll ever happen to him again um, from a quarterback. Anyways, um, but yeah, Viking fans are panicking right now. I I don't know why. It's it's just one game. Uh, it, it, if anything, it's a real. Um, eye-opener for the team
0: do you think that and you know no nfl team is ever going to admit this do you think that the vikings may have gone into this game expecting it to be easy oh absolutely. and they got surprised by buffalo I think,
1: I think if they thought it was going to be a tough game dalvin cook plays yeah, yeah. they benched him but so, yeah,
0: which I, I mean, honestly, I don't blame them for yeah, expecting I think, I think this to be a walkover. Go, I think everybody goes into games against Buffalo thinking they're going to win. They were what 16-point favorites against them, so yeah. which
1: is a large margin in the NFL. Yeah, they they got Vikings got really unlucky, but all credit to the Bills, they found a way to beat the Vikings. I will say that, you know, you talk about these teams and how anytime
0: you have this really embarrassing loss, a lot of times the team bounce back the next week and if that's going to be the case this is a good week to bounce back and we're, we're going to talk about it later but they play the rams thursday night so it's going to be a hell of a game so if there's any game you want to bounce back to it's going to be this one coming up on thursday um but yeah really ugly game we don't have to talk about it but do you want to speak at all about this whole everson griffin stuff that's kind of coming out today uh it's
1: it's it's really it's sad, is what it is. For those of you that don't know, he's he checked himself into a hospital because he mental illness mental reasons. mental illness. He's all there's this, the athletic wrote a story about it, and he's all over the place, like thinking people are going to shoot him. Jumping, he literally jumped out of a moving ambulance because he thought somebody was going to shoot him. So it's just it's he's he's not all there, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that. It's football, and there's a lot of head trauma, and I'm, I'm going to pull that card. I don't think football is a good sport. I think it's dangerous, and I think Everson Griffin's going to be a poster child. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that argument. Um, it's really sad, like you said, to see this happening to a player. It's one of those things that goes deeper than football. Yeah, you know, it's some. You don't. You start to worry about this person not as a fact of a football player, but as a fact of just a human being. You know, yeah. you never want to see someone going through that um obviously we this is a developing thing it's all the news pretty much came out today um so it's pretty new um so if there's any more information to talk about we'll talk more about it next week um but we definitely don't want to jump to conclusions that we can't uh, we don't know the full details to so we we want to give him that respect and not jump to any conclusions um anything else about your vikings before we move on uh they're not gonna lose another game not gonna lose another game let's move on okay so you heard it here, making the call. Vikings are going to go 14-1-1 one one, uh, for this season. So that's going to be a heck of a season for these Minnesota Vikings. Let's move on. Defending world champs, bouncing back off of a loss last week to the Buccaneers. They go and they play Indianapolis. The Eagles, Carson Wentz, it was his return, first game back from his injury, and they beat the Colts 20-16. to 16. Carson Wentz was 25-37, 255 yards, touchdown and an interception. Andrew Luck on the other side, he was 25 of 40, 164 yards and one touchdown. Trent, I don't know if you watched any of this game or are you watched any highlights of it, but something really interesting happened in this game. You know, Andrew Luck was hurt for a long time with shoulder injury, and there were all these reports that, like, in the middle of, all the way, like, up until training camp, he hadn't even thrown a football yet. And then whenever he started throwing a football, it was, or maybe it was longer before that, but he started throwing, like, a high school ball and kind of progressed his way up in size. There's just some really weird things kept coming out about his injury. But it seems like the Colts, they don't like they don't trust his arm strength at this point because there was a time in the game when the Colts had to throw a Hail Mary and they brought in Jacoby Brissett to throw the Hail Mary. They actually pulled Andrew Luck because they didn't want him to make the throw. And so it's almost like his arm isn't fully recovered to what it used to be. And maybe it's never going to be as strong as it used to be and they can't rely on him to make these 60-yard, 70-yard uh, touchdown attempts, but I thought it was really interesting in that game. Um, Eagles, we both picked the Eagles to win this game, and they we expected them to bounce back, uh, which they did, um, especially with Carson Wentz coming back. It wasn't as big of a victory as I thought it was going to be. They only beat them by four. Colts really uh, hung in there, um, but the Eagles did end up winning this game. Um, let's move on. We're going to move on to the Titans and the Jaguars. Trent, did
1: you watch any of this game? Um, I did not, because the score was 9-6. to It was 9-6. to um, yeah, it was a really ugly game. Um, like we just talked about, the, it was nine to
0: six. The Titans actually beat the Jaguars at home um, of the score of nine to six. Leonard Fournette was inactive for the second straight week. Um, it was he was kind of day to day throughout uh, throughout the week leading up to this game. He didn't practice pretty much at all. They were trying to nurse that hamstring that he's dealing with. And a lot of people thought he was going to be good to go, and they actually sought him out for this game. Maybe he'll be back week four. Um, we're still waiting to kind of hear how this week goes as far as practice and how that hamstring heals. But he set out this game. Didn't seem to be a problem for them two weeks ago when they played the Patriots. But just the way football goes, they play the Titans at home this week, and they lose 9-6 to six without him. Uh, I guess it, it really came down to Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles played out of his mind when they played the Patriots two weeks ago, and he was like Blake Bortles usually is. He was pretty average in this game, and so that's why they weren't able to get anything going on offense. Uh, so not a very exciting game at all. Let's move on. This was the only winless matchup of the week. You had the 0-2 Texans playing the 0-2 Giants. We knew one of these teams was going to come out on top, and it was the New York Giants. Uh, they beat the Texans 27-22. Eli Manning was 25-29 for 297 yards with two touchdowns. Deshaun Watson was 24-40 for 385 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, your boy on your fantasy team, he had 82 yards and a touchdown uh, of his own. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Texans later on the show when we do our little buy-or-sell segment, Uh, so we'll move on from them right now. We'll just try and keep going on with recapping all the games. Uh, The Battle of Los Angeles, you had the LA Rams take on the LA Chargers. They beat the Chargers 35-23, so the Rams stayed perfect. They improved to 3-0. Jared Goff was 29 of 36 for 354 yards and three touchdowns and interception. Phillip Rivers was 18 of 30, 226 yards and two interceptions. Or two touchdowns, sorry. Uh, Todd Gurley had 156 total yards with two rushing touchdowns. I want to ask you, Trent, you know, neither of us watched any of this game because this was going on the same time the Cowboys game was going on, so that's the game I was watching. Chargers are now 1-2, and two, but I consider them to still be a really good team. I still consider them to be a contender even though they are one and two they start off with a losing record because you look at the two teams they've lost to they lost to the rams who are three and zero, and they played the um chiefs the first week and they lost to them who are now three and zero. and then the team they beat were the dolphins and the dolphins um yeah they beat the dolphins i got that right um no that can't be right because the dolphins are three and they beat the titans that's who it was uh you last week and so i i still consider the chargers to be a good team do you think that you know they're not as good as I as I'm saying they are because they are one and two. Or do you think they're better than their record shows right now just
1: because of the opponents that they've played? Well, Patriots are one and two too. So that's, that's true. That I think it's way too. Early. I think one and two that doesn't mean anything. Um, the the Saints were one and two last year, and they you saw what they, they had, were zero and two. They were zero and two, and, and then, then, then they won eight straight. Well, yeah. So I, I I don't think it matters what their record is now. But now. If you're 0 and three, maybe panic a little bit. But one and two, it's, I don't. That's not. Yeah. That's hardly even a hole. In I still opinion. expect
0: some good things from this Chargers mm-hmm. team. I still I, pick them to make the playoffs this year. I think, you know, starting off by playing the Rams and the Chiefs is not a really good way to start your schedule. Especially realizing how, solid that Chiefs team is. We expected the the Rams to be good, but I don't think anyone expected the Chiefs to be as dominant, as they have been. Let's move on. Uh, Speaking of one and two teams, this is a team that I don't think is very good, and I think you would 100% agree with me. Uh, The Cowboys, they proved just how bad this offense really is. They lost 24-13 to the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, which is a really tough place to play. I think we'll both agree to that. Um, I put a Twitter poll out there, and just noticed that I didn't have it pulled up, so I wasn't prepared, but just give me two seconds. Um, I put this Twitter poll out there yesterday. And Trent, I don't know if you were following it, but yep, I, I said, it. I said, who do you blame for poor? Okay, so I said, uh, Cowboys fans, who do you blame for poor offensive performance this season? And the four options were Dak, uh, the combination of Lenihan and Garrett, uh, the receiving core, and then the offensive line. Uh, Trent, you said you had been following it. Which do you think won? Um, probably Jason Garrett and Lenihan. Well, you're right on the money. They had 54% of the votes. Second place was Dak at 29%. Offensive line, 13%, and then the receiving court only 4%. So that's that's honestly probably how I would write it up. I think, honestly, the biggest thing with this Cowboys team is the schemes and the offensive coordinator and just there's no creativity. We are promised all offseason that they were going to make the offense, as they so lovingly put it, Dak-friendly. They were going to make it more like a collegiate offense. They were going to try and – speed the game up they were going to do a lot of read options and QB runs and just make it more like it was for Dak in college so that we could put him in an environment to succeed and I haven't seen the only game that I've seen that in so far Trent was the Giants game week two and that turned out be pretty well for them because they won that game and for some reason they went away from it against Seattle Dak ran it the first time midway through the fourth quarter so they went three and a half quarters before allowing Dak to run the ball when the week before he had like 46 rushing yards and so he obviously he likes to run and he's not the best passer. Um, I think you'd agree with me on that, but you need to get him involved in with his legs in order to make this team successful but they didn't do that on Sunday so they lost they lost to the Seahawks. Um, one of the really surprising things was Zeke just had such a sloppy game. Um, they're finally trying to get him involved in the passing game, which is something a lot of us have called for and on third and seven, they run a really nice play they send him out on kind of a wheel route and Dak actually threw it really well to him and Zeke just drops it. It would have been an easy first down. He would have just had to, he would have been in the leg race with Bobby Wagner, but he had enough steps on him to where he was going to win that race. And then later on in the game, another really well, this was actually one of the more well-designed plays, but this was more on Dak's part uh, than it was Scott Linehan, but they they had Zeke wide open for a touchdown. He actually scored, but he ran out of bounds. Um, And there was no one that pushed him out of bounds. There was no one even covering him, but he just stepped clearly out of bounds for whatever reason. So really, and then he had that fumble late in the game on what would have been, it was like a 34-yard run, and he fumbled it late in the game. And so really, really bad game from Zeke. Definitely not something that Cowboys fans are accustomed to and not something you would expect from your superstar running back. Um, But yeah, Zeke had a really bad game. Offense just looked really poor can't convert on third down can't do second down first down any of the downs really offense just it's just tough to watch i i don't even know how else to put it trent i think that like and i know i've kind of been rambling on so i can let you throw your two cents in but i feel like watching this cowboys team they're this offense is probably the most boring offense to watch in the nfl would you agree or disagree with that i
1: 100 100 agree um they're really, really, really bad. they and they're they just are, so boring. They are they're they don't know how to move the ball. It 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 doesn't look good right now. Um As you would say, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. If there's a panic button, I'm pushing it. If I'm a Cowboys fan. It's funny you say that because <clears throat> on
0: 1053 the fan this morning they had Jerry Jones on the radio and they asked him about how bad this offense was and he specifically said he said I'm for sure not pushing the panic button right now. He's like, I don't feel like I need to be at that point right now. So it's kind of funny you just mentioned panic button. But
1: it's just... What, what was his reasoning to not push the button?
0: He said that, you know, well, in any game, when you look at the offense, you can always find some some positives. You can take away some positives from any given game, no matter how poorly the game goes. And just on the opposite, when you have a really great game, you come in the next day and you realize the things you can always improve on. That was pretty much his reasoning. That was my best uh, Jerry Jones impersonation right there. That
1: was better than their offense, but still not great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, we're all watching the same team, Jerry. We we You don't we, need to be naive yeah, about it. You don't need to lie about it. We all know what's going on. We know that you guys will not win a Super Bowl with Jason Garrett. And if that's your end goal, then why is he still
0: here? Which is why I agree with your statement when the season started that Jason Garrett's not gonna make it through the year. He, he he shouldn't. This is this is honestly it's kinda of reminding me of the year when Wade Phillips was coached that ended in him getting fired mid you know Yeah, look how good
1: that turned and out. Then he
0: got fired mid season, Jason Garrett stepped in as interim head coach and we've had him ever since. And it's kind of following the same route right now. It just there's just no energy. There's no life on that offense. There's no spark and when you have the team, the other team knows exactly what play you're going to run in almost every single situation. You just can't expect any sort of success. It's, just,
1: it, it's really sad to watch. It's not fun, and I, it's so it's upsetting. Cause, I hate like, watching cowboy games. I hate watch like I and what's upsetting
0: is we finally have a good defense, and we haven't had a good defense in so long, and our defense is actually performing well this year, but we have no offensive production to go with it. Yeah. So it's just sad that like, you know. In all these years, you know, in all the Tony Romo years, we had to deal with Tony Romo bailing out our defense and finding ways to come back and win these football games. Which he did. Which he did, time and time again. And now that we finally have a defense that can hold their own against some of the best playmakers in the league, our offense can't get a first down to save their lives. So I I agree. It's tough watching Cowboys games. If I wasn't such a big fan, I don't know if I would still be watching it. But I'm, I'm... Almost out on this season. I'm not gonna be fully out because it's still three weeks in. A lot can happen, but it's not <laughs> looking good.
1: Yeah, I'm out. Count me out.
0: All right, I'll count you out. I'm gonna hold on one more week and then we'll wait and we'll see how this Detroit game goes. Which I felt better about the the Detroit game before they went and just whooped on the Lion or whooped on the Patriots like they did on Sunday night. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Also. Side notes, Sean Lee, surprise, is injured again. It's hurt his hamstring, so he's going to be out at least a couple of weeks, maybe more. But good thing we spent that 19th overall pick on Leighton Van Der Esch. Because he, I really did
1: like that pick.
0: He looked really good. He actually he was tied for the team lead in tackles with Sean Lee. They both had 11. And I think six of those tackles were solo tackles. So yeah. he looked really good. Um, this might be the first time that our defense doesn't look atrocious without Sean Lee. I think that's fair to say. So I actually feel confident in our defense being able to hold their own, even with Sean Lee on the sidelines. Let's move on. We'll talk about the Lions and the Patriots. Lions beat the Patriots 26-10. to Trent, you had it written right here. Tom Dunn? You, um, you think
1: Tom Brady, he's on the downhill? He, he's definitely on the downhill, but I say that every year. Um, I, you just can't be good forever, can you? Eventually you got to start sucking. But. I, I heard an interesting stat about the Patriots after they lost this
0: game. That, so, they have two losses, week two and week three. They won week one. Both week two and week three, they lost by double digits. Do you know the last time the Patriots lost back-to-back regular season games by double digits? That's got to be before Tom. No, it wasn't, actually. It was 2002, which was the last time Tom Brady was not in the playoffs. Interesting. Last time he was...
1: Was that his first year? No, he came in 0-1, didn't it was he? His second year. Okay. Yeah. so It was his first full season. Okay.
0: Yeah. The last time Tom Brady wasn't in the playoffs, uh, they, went, they lost back-to-back games by double digits, and they've basically started off the season doing that. So I'm interested to see what happens. I think one of the biggest things that's hurting them is they don't have a lot of weapons. They don't have... Mm-hmm. And I think it'll get better when Julian Edelman comes back, and then we'll see how they're able to integrate Josh Gordon into that offense. But right now, you have no one else to threaten you besides Gronk, and so defenses are taking Gronk out of the equation.
1: Yeah, and speed of defense, they, the Patriots don't have a defense right now. They don't, now. Yeah. yeah. So they're it's just getting steamrolled.
0: This might be the beginning of the end for the New England Patriots as we've known them for the past two decades, um, which I'm honestly, I'm happy to see that. I'm, I'm fine <laughs> with seeing the Patriots on the losing end uh, for a few years after this. Basically, two decades of dominance between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah, let's move on. One more game to recap, and then we'll move on uh, to some other segments. We had the Steelers. They held off a late comeback by Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Buccaneers. They beat the Bucks 30 uh, to 27. This was the game where Fitzpatrick started off the game like Fitzpatrick has been known to play games. Aside from this season, had three interceptions in this game, and then he. Started to march his team back, and they almost did enough to get back in this game, but they ended up losing by three. So, definitely is an exciting game. Uh, definitely an exciting Monday night game. Uh, do you have any thoughts about
1: this game before we move um, on? I didn't think Pittsburgh looked very good. I didn't uh, either. Their defense is... Which we said on uh, this show
0: for the eighth and the ninth time that Big Ben sucks on the road.
1: And that's we, true. We said that last week. That's true, but yeah, they, they didn't look good. They should not have let... When, when I turned the game on, it was 30-7. to and it ended 30-27. to 27. 20 unanswered points. 20 unanswered points. So, come on, man. You can't let that happen. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's
0: the typical play-with-a-lead mentality. Mm. That's what happened. They settled back. They sat back on their heels, and they let... Tampa Bay almost come back and win this game. That's I'm just exactly glad, what happened.
1: I'm glad I'm not a Steelers fan right now. There there's way too much stuff going on inside that locker room, outside that locker room, on the field and it it's it's just a bunch of drama and it's about to Which warm. now
0: apparently the Jets are interested in trading for Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if you saw that report. I, I did not. So there um cuz the report came out that the Steelers are actually now listening to trade offers, which before this uh they had said there's no way we're trading him, so they wouldn't even listen to offers and now apparently they are. Uh, which I found was interesting, and the only team I've seen connected to him right now is the New York Jets, which the there's a lot of tricky situations with the Le'Veon Bell case because it's a franchise tag. Yeah. So if the Steelers were to let's say let's hypothetically say the Jets trade for the Steel, or trade for Le'Veon Bell, they wouldn't be able to extend him until the season ends um, because of the way the franchise tag works. They couldn't do kind of what the Bears did with Cleo Mack. Where you sign him or you trade for him and then you immediately sign an extension. They wouldn't be able to do that. They would have to trade for him, let him play out this year on the franchise tag and then they would have he would be a complete, he would be an open free agent and then they would have to convince him to re-sign with him. Yeah. So that's why you don't have a lot of teams trying to trade for him because it's such a gamble on if he's even going to stay there or not.
1: Um, so I feel I, I don't know this may just be me but if you trade for someone that shows interest that that means that you want that player. I think if if you give him the enough money, he's gonna stay. Yeah. I I that's just so, my personal opinion. The thing
0: is, is Le'Veon wants two things. One, he wants to get paid, and two, he wants to feel like he's valued, which is kind of the same thing that's going on with Earl Thomas up in Seattle. They he wants to feel like the team actually wants him, which so far he's felt disrespected by Pittsburgh because they keep franchise tagging him. They don't want to commit long term, and so it's. I'm glad I'm not a Pittsburgh fan because of all the drama. Um, I will say as a Cowboys fan, it's nice to see drama going on with other teams because I feel like Cowboys were always at the center of all this drama, whether it was Dez Bryant or the whole Romo versus Dak thing, or just the T back when we had TO, like there was always some storyline revolving around the Cowboys. And so it's nice to have some other teams deal with the, with the drama, the turmoil for a change. So it's a nice change of pace. Uh, Let's move on. This is something new we're going to do this week. We haven't done it the past two episodes we're going to do a little buy or sell segment. So, Trent, basically I'm just going to read out these statements to you. And I want you to tell me if you buy or sell them and any sort of explanation behind uh, your reasoning. So, first one. This was after the Browns won their first game. So, they're now 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Buy or sell on the Browns winning six or more games this year?
1: Huh. Sell. Sell? No, I, 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 five is a number that keeps coming into my head. Okay. So, let me...
0: I'm going to buy it, but just for the topic of the debate, of debate, I'm going to pull up their schedule just to kind of look at it to see if, if we could find five wins in here. So, they play this week against the 0-3 Raiders. You think they could win that game? Yeah. Okay, so now they're at two wins. Then they play the Ravens. Nope. Okay. Chargers? Nope. Buccaneers? Nope. Steelers? Nope. Chiefs? Nope. Falcons? Nope. Bengals. I think they could. I th- I think they could beat the Bengals. Mm, I think they could.
1: No okay. good. Mm, well, okay. Well, no, they can't. We'll come back to the Bengals. Okay. Because
0: they play the Texans the week after that, who are zero three. Uh, I'm gonna give them that because uh, Texans no, have looked I, bad.
1: I, I, I don't think they can. Because I think by then the Texans will have fired their coaching staff and had new new coaching. You think so? Uh, yeah. And we'll t- looks like we're going to talk about that later. So uh, yeah, I'll say we'll, my, we'll I'll talk save about the Texans later. So they play the Bengals twice, the
0: Texans, and then the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Ravens one more time. Yeah, see
1: that's that's it a is tough a tough schedule. schedule. It is a
0: tough schedule.
1: I, I think they're I think they're a year away yet. Okay, I think um, so. Five five is the yeah. is your win
0: total. I, th- I think they get five. Okay, for the sake of debate, I'm going to say I'm going to buy it. I'm going to say they win at least six games this year. Um, because Baker and that... They looked, they looked good once Baker came in. They didn't look perfect, but they did look good. Yeah. Um, so I think they could easily scrape out a few more wins. Uh, we'll move on to the Chiefs. Buy or sell on the Chiefs winning 13 or more games this year. Oh, gee. Only losing three, um, which I'll pull up their schedule. Yeah. So the Chiefs' remaining schedule, travel to play Denver, home against the Jaguars, travel to New England, home against the Bengals, uh, home against the Broncos, travel to Cleveland, home against the Cardinals, and then they play the Rams, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Chiefs, or not the Chiefs, sorry, the Seahawks, and then the Raiders. And so, tough games, yeah. just looking at it. They do. You I think they it. do? Yep. Okay. I'm going to sell. I'm going to say that they go 12-4. and I'm going to say they go 12-4. and I think they'll lose to... Jacksonville, I think that defense is going to be a lot for them to handle. Um, I'm oh. going to say they lose to the Rams. I'm going to say I'm going to say that Phillip Rivers doesn't lose to them twice. I'm going to say Phillip Rivers beats them second time around. So that's another one and then they would just have to either lose to either New England, nope, or Denver one of the two times.
1: Mm, I think they're more likely to lose to Denver once than they are Jacksonville. You think so? Yeah, I am I have not been impressed with Jacksonville. They've
0: been hot and cold, because they looked good against New England, but then they looked bad this week. Uh, we'll see how De- they look once Detroit, Leonard Fournette De-
1: comes back. Detroit looked good against New England, too, That's so.
0: true, so maybe we're overvaluing New
1: England. I, I think we are. Anyways, okay, continue.
0: L- we'll move on. Uh, Dolphins, buy or sell them winning the division. Oh, jeez. You
1: <laughs> should have put this one right next to the Patriots, because it's going to be either or, right? Yeah, I mean,
0: either. I mean, it's... You have the Jets and the Bills, so I'm going to Well, gonna it's say, not going to be the Bills. I don't think it'll be the Jets either.
1: Um, Yeah. I, Just for kicks and giggles, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it too. I, I do too. I, I think I'm going to buy it because I... <laughs> and here's the
0: thing. The Dolphins and the Patriots play this week. And so this could very easily become 4-0 and for the Dolphins and 1-3 and for the Patriots. And if that happens this week, that is a tough hole to climb out of if you're New England. So I'm gonna buy it. Uh, winner of this game wins the division. Alrighty, so Dolphins and Patriots. If you're listening, this is a must-win game for the division on Week <laughs> Four. <laughs> so you better prepare, Bill Belichick. Yep. Um. Sign up about Bill Belichick. Did you see the video
1: yeah, from Monday night
0: or Sunday night when he uh, completely ignored the kids trying to give him
1: a high five? Yeah, I did see
0: that. That, that is I, so funny. I
1: thought it was typical
0: Belichick. <laughs> I did too. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Buy or sell the Titans winning their division. Um,
1: sell. Okay, I will too. That's um, pretty easy. I'm, I don't think they're very good. I, don't, I, I think, think that division is already close. Yeah, so I, I don't think they'll win
0: it either. Uh, next one. Buy or sell the Texans being a bottom five team in the NFL.
1: I sell it. I I have no idea what's going on in Houston. They have great players. From What I've heard paper. is...
0: Deshaun Watson has been under pressure 44 percent of the time. So it's their O line. It's their O line. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's scrambling like similar <laughs> to what what happens with Russell Wilson up in Seattle. He's scrambling yeah. like that.
1: And he's bigger than Russell Wilson. They're they're really they just got all these pieces on offense and defense, and I just don't understand how it I, doesn't make sense for I, me for them to be 0 and three. I think it's the coach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I think okay. they have Bill O'Brien down there in Houston. I, I, uh, I don't. I don't know. I. I think that. To me, I think the Texans should win ten games every. every we game. both expected them to be
0: outstanding this year. We picked them to win the yeah. division. Um. And and they
1: still could probably maybe probably not. Um. But if they lose this, we can go zero and four. Yeah. Then they'll have to win twelve to win that division. Yeah. Um. I. I don't understand it because, like I said, they have so many offensive. Weapons And their defense is really, really solid when healthy. Granted, yeah. I don't think they've been healthy all year. And they, I don't know, they put up good stats. They just don't put up points. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't either.
0: Uh, it doesn't make sense to me either. I, I'm i going to sell it as well because I think bottom five is a little bit too aggressive. I could see them being in the bottom third if, th- if this keeps up. But I don't think they're going to be a bottom five team. Okay, yeah.
1: so who is the bottom five?
0: I still think Buffalo's going to be there. Yeah, um, I think Oakland's going to be there. They're zero and three right okay, now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Arizona's going to be there. Okay. So that's three. Oh gosh. Um, New York Giants. Maybe. Maybe the Jets. Maybe both New York teams. All three New York teams. How about that? Um, just kidding. I'll I'll say. Um, gosh, I don't know. Can you think of, so we've got two, I, no, we've got three so far. The Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Bills. Can you think of two more? Or do you think Texans are in the bottom? Because you sold
1: as well, so the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. I walked right into that. Yeah, you yep. sure did. The I Dallas Cowboys and the Jets Okay, are my, are my bottom five teams. I hope the Cowboys finish with the sixth
0: worst record Uh, just just so we can go back to this podcast yeah and i can prove you wrong but i honestly at this point i wouldn't be surprised if they were bottom five um we'll move on from the texans buy or sell the rams winning 13 or more games so you bought the chiefs winning 13 games do you think the rams will win 13 games or no no Mm -mm. i don't either um i do think the rams are a very complete team Um, which is, I mean, it's why I sold on the Chiefs winning 13 games. I think that's such a hard number to win. Um, So I do see the Rams losing, um, which I actually picked them to lose this week against the Vikings, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. I'm interested to see who you picked in that game. We'll move on. Uh, So just to reiterate, we both sell on the Rams winning 13 or more games. We think they'll win less, probably 12. They'll probably go 12 and 4. Lions make the wild card, buy or sell? Sell? I don't even know why that's a question. Well, I just thought you know they looked good against New England. Why okay. not? Okay, well, I so thought we, who, who I, would thought, we? I thought
1: we discussed the next topic. Okay, I and mean, you really didn't put these in the right order. <laughs> I don't like this. All right, so I yeah I'll sell the
0: Lions as well. Um, I'm not sold. I'm not. I'm not buying them making the wild card cause I think the NFC is just way too deep. Uh, Buccaneers make the playoffs. Just to talk more about the NFC, I'm going to sell on them making the playoffs as well. I don't think they will. What about you? Um, I'm gonna sell. Okay, so do you think a little off-topic, Buccaneer top or question? Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a quarterback next week? Because Jameis Winston's suspension's up.
1: Yep. You I, think so? I do. Yeah. I I
0: I think they should keep him as quarterback but you because don't think did they you? will? They lost.
1: It I don't doesn't know. matter. They almost came back. I, they I, did. I, I don't think. I don't I, think... I will say, I hope they do. I hope they you keep. You hope they do what? I hope they keep Fitzpatrick as quarterback. Okay. All right. That's
0: fair. Because did you know he actually made history after this week? He became the first quarterback in history to start a season with three straight games of 400 yards. Yeah. Which is just nutty. That's just crazy that he is able to do that. Um, so I hope they keep him in. I hope they just have a quarterback competition, see who plays better. Let the best man win the job. Don't okay. give it back to Jameis just just because
1: Just because he's Jameis.
0: Yeah, just yeah. because you spent the number two overall pick on him, I think. I, I, I Yeah.
1: Jameis is a good player. He's just I don't know.
0: Fitzpatrick is just playing so yeah, well. He's
1: just got the hot hand. I don't think you can bench the hot hand.
0: Yeah. I mean by I mean, I don't think you go in like you don't go as far in like trade or release Jameis. You still keep him. But you just I think you start Fitzpatrick. That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So That's our little buy or sell segment. I'm interested to see how these various teams do as the season goes on. Uh, Let's talk about next week in particular. Let's do our predictions as always. I've taken a 2-0 lead against you, Trent. I edged out you in week three, um, so I'm up 2-0. But it was a very, very unpredictable week. I was only 8 for 16, so 50%. You were 6 for 16, so neither of us did very good. Hopefully, hopefully this week will be better and we won't have... All these upsets, like the Jags losing to the Titans, and so on and so forth. So
1: we only had got we only got fourteen games to pick from. So
0: that's true. We do start having bye weeks. I know because Panthers have a bye week because I have Christian McCaffrey on my uh, fantasy team, so I had to bench him uh, for this week. So let's just go down the list. We'll start with your beloved Vikings. They play Thursday night against the Rams. Who do you have? So the Vikings are one one and one. The Rams are three and zero. Who are you picking? The Vikings. I think they're gonna blow them out. I don't think they're going to blow them out out of the water. They're going to win by 10. I don't think they're going to blow them out, though. Nope, 20 at least. 20 at least. All righty. Well, you picked them to beat the Bills by 30 last week. so (laughs) He's making it up. You can go back and listen to it. I'm going to pick the Vikings as well. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, You have two good defenses. You have two good offenses. It's going to be a very exciting game. Looking forward to this one. But I do see the Vikings winning this one, bouncing back from that upsetting loss against Buffalo. We'll move on. Jets at Jaguars, I'm gonna take the Jags in this one. What about you? Um
1: Yeah. Yeah, give me the Jags. I, uh, I think that the Jets um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch their quarterback against the Jags. Oh my gosh. I I think I'm surprised I haven't already heard
0: trash talk from Jalen Ramsey. because yeah. I feel like he's gonna get all into it this week in preparation to play the the youngest quarterback in the NFL and Sam Darnold. But I'm gonna take the Jaguars in this one as well. Then you have the undefeated Dolphins traveling to Foxborough to take on the one and two Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots in this one.
1: I'm going to take Patriots as well. I th- I think they bounce back. Um, I do too. I I haven't watched much Belichick of Miami three games in a row. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Miami, but I I, I it's hard for me to believe that they are actually a three 0 team. I am interested in
0: watching at least some of this game because I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, uh, but I do think New England wins it. Then we'll move on two and one Eagles against the two and one Titans. I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. What about you? Uh, week two of Carson Wentz, give me the Eagles. All righty. We both agree on that one. The 0-3 Texans travel to play the 1-2 Colts. This was a tough one for me to pick, but I ended up going with the
1: Texans because yeah, I think they're desperate. I'm going. I'm going too. I'm going with I the Texans. I think they're desperate. I, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I, I don't think the Colts' defense is going to be as um, dominant as some of the
0: teams the Texans sure. have yeah. played. Yeah, I agree with that. So then you have the Bills taking on the Packers. I'm going to take the Packers in this one. They looked they didn't look very good against the Redskins, but I am going to take them to beat the Bills. Yeah. Cuz Lambo's Lambo's a tough place to play, so I I think Josh Allen is going to be outmatched in that game uh, yeah. by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Then we have the Lions taking on my beloved atrocious no-life Cowboys, and I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I'm going to pick against the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I, I'm taking the Lions too. Yeah, so that'll eh, be Fun to watch.
0: Um. Anyways, moving on. Uh, the Bucks taking on the Bears. I'm gonna take the Bears in this one. Both teams are two and
1: one. Yeah, I'm taking the Bears too. What the heck, dude? Relax on this. We're, we're agreeing all all over
0: the place. Yeah. This is different. Alrighty. Maybe we'll get some more. We'll get some disagreements. Hopefully, on these last few games. Bengals at Falcons. I'm gonna take the Falcons in this one. Me as well. Okay.
1: It's the Falcons are much better than the Bengals. In I my
0: do, opinion. and they're going to be at home, and you always want to give some sort of edge to the home team. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna take the Falcons as well. Falcons will improve the. T- Both teams will be two and two after this game because okay. Bengals are two and one, Falcons are one and two going into it. Seahawks at the Cardinals. I'm gonna take the Seahawks in this one. What about you?
1: I'm gonna, for the sake of argument, take the Cardinals. Hey, Josh um, Rosen's
0: now got the starting job. Yeah. Let's see what he can do. Yeah,
1: let's, let's see what the big guy can do.
0: Yeah, this was. There were four games that were question marks by because I wasn't sure which way to lean, and this was one of them. I think it's gonna be a kind of an ugly game but I I'm gonna pick the Seahawks I'm glad you're picking the Cardinals just for a sake of disagreement moving on the 1-1-1 and Browns gosh I hate ties in football okay we're not gonna get into that again um playing the 0-3 Raiders I'm gonna take the Browns in this one I think Baker is the real deal and I think they have some weapons I think John Gruden is not the real deal on the flip side so I'm gonna take the Browns what about you
1: yeah imagine having to pay your coach for 10 more years What was a 10-year on 100 million dollar contract yeah That's an absolute disaster. Um, I'm
0: taking the Browns. I saw... Apparently, he has his own personnel list. So, like, all of his staff thinks of the players one way, and he thinks of the players in his own way. He doesn't even, like, try and make it congruent with his staff, which...
1: That doesn't work anymore, Mr. Gruden.
0: It doesn't. Mr. Bring football back to the 90s. That'll work. Mr. Owen 3. So, yeah, we're both going to take the Browns in this one. Saints at Giants. I'm going to take the Saints because... I think they're starting to really look like the Saints that we expected them to look like, so I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Yeah, I, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. 49ers at the Chargers. This is, again, I think this is an easy pick because Garoppolo's hurt. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers. Easy. Ravens at Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers just because they're at home. Who are you taking?
1: I'm going to watch that game.
0: Yeah, it'll be a,
1: that's Sunday night football. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch that game. That's going to yeah. be a good game. Um, uh, this
0: was another question mark for me, but I went with the Steelers you know just because they're a, at home.
1: Yeah, sake of argument, give me the Ravens. Honestly, um, I can see this I game can't. going. I can't. You're going with go Steelers? Steelers. Yeah. Already Just because they're at home. and
0: Yeah, that's literally the only reason I picked them was because they're at home. Mm. So we'll both take the Steelers. Finally, next Monday, it's going to be the Chiefs at the Broncos, and I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. I'm going to keep picking them until they lose. Until they prove me wrong, I'm going to keep picking them to win. What about you? Yeah, me as well. I'm taking the Chiefs. Man, that's so... Lovey case. you, you s- know he went to Wiley? He went to, like, in Abilene? Yeah. Wiley. And he was
1: quarterback? I think so.
0: Man, that's crazy. I had no idea. Um, Well... We didn't have a ton of disagreements there. so no, it's
1: a, it, The ones
0: that we disagreed on, we need to make them count. Yeah.
1: Because
0: <laughs> it's going to be we're going to be close and hopefully we'll both be over 500 this week. With Hopefully we won't have a ton of upsets like we did yeah. uh, this past week. Trent, you got anything else for our beloved listeners before we get out of here? Nope, I ain't got nothing for you. Alrighty, well y'all, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Making the Call. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us on iTunes, leave us a nice little comment. You can Tell Trent and I whatever you might have wanted to tell us, but you're too afraid to let us know, you can let us know that in the comment section. Uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday to recap all the action from week four. And as always, we'll see you the next time the call comes in.